Yo, 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 what is going on, y'all? This is G1, a.k.a. Dave, a.k.a. Graf, a.k.a. Dafferty, and you are rocking with the No Compromise crew on today. Um, today, I want just want to briefly get into a topic that's been pretty much beating on my heart, man, that I've had, um, I've had issues with. I've had good times. I've had bad times with it. And it's just the exploitation of our Black youth within these um, competitional leagues, um, these competitional organizations, and it, such as AAU, and that can be in any sport. I'm going to talk um, in detail about basketball AAU. And to be honest, it's not that trivial. It's not that trivial, y'all. It's, it's not um, really that hard. Uh, AAU um, is exploiting our youth especially our black youth they are, they are exploiting our youth um now there's some positive there's some negatives i'll get into that um does aau kill players confidence i'll get into that um are players um exploited i'll definitely get into that and is there a good program to choose for your child your nephew um your niece goddaughter godson any minor that you have um parental um you know uh, guardian parental or guardianship over would it is there a good program out there to put your child into and what does that look like so with aau aau stands for it's an acronym and it stands for amateur athletic union the amateur athletic union this amateur athletic union the aau was started in 1888 now Let's keep in mind that the uh, Plessy versus Ferguson case uh, uh, went down in 1896 in Louisiana, um, New Orleans in 1896. Now, the, in that case is where we get the, um, the, the declaration basically that um, black and whites, we are separate but equal. But we know as blacks, as um, African-Americans, we know that they said it was separate, but things would never be equal. It was never equal. It's still to this day, it's not equal. Um, and so when the AAU was founded by a fellow by the name of James Sullivan, he was an Irishman. When the AAU was founded, it was not founded with the intentions of having um uh black people um in advancement it was not found with the intentions of unifying blacks and whites all right it was not found with us in mind um and so we have to keep that in mind the aau league was not founded i mean was found when it was founded it was not founded for us now, that's not to say that Black people weren't playing basketball in 1888 or before 1888. People, Black folks have been playing basketball since the beginning of time. All right. And so the AAU um, organizations, in my opinion, is definitely exploiting our children. They're making money off of our children. And my son, he plays um, basketball. He plays in AAU um for he's played for a, a, a couple of different teams and um you know from what i noticed about 
AAU is that it's a step up from recreational basketball. So recreational basketball, I mean, you, you, your child, you register, you don't have to earn any time, right? Every child just, every child is supposed to play. Um, it's just recreational. Um, you have a, a tournament that spans for about two months, probably. And uh, you have your officials calling the games on the referees and such. You have coaches um, and you have your players probably up to about eight or nine players on each team. And everybody gets their playing time. With AAU, it's a little different because you have to earn your time. And in AAU, you have to earn your time because all of the kids on the team, you try out for the team. As for the recreational league, you're automatically placed on the team. Um, the coach can be a volunteer coach. It can be a parent or so um, or uh, uh, another adult from anywhere else. They go through a background check and such. And and that's, that's all in dandy. But with the AAU, um, you do go through a background check as well. Um, uh, but a lot of the times these AAU coaches are selected by that organization. So for mine, for, so for me, if I'm Dave and I have Dave's organization, um, you know, I'm selecting the coach carefully. That may be my nephew. It may be my best friend, but I'm selecting the coach and it's, it's all she wrote from there. Now, also with AAU, you have tournaments every week, every weekend, I'm sorry. Every weekend is different tournaments. And so you may have your practice probably about two times a week. And then you have your games that's gonna be held over the weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all three days, your child or your nephew, niece, whoever it is, that player is bound to play about two times a day sometimes three times a day and so that's a difference as for a rec league you're going to play one time a day that's 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 pretty much going to be it um there could be some exceptions but normally that's what it is is one time a day so along with aau um you do pay to get in as as opposed to um with a rec league I, I've never been to a rec league game in which I had to pay to get in. I'm not saying that there's none out there, but you just don't get it as much as in um, AAU. In AAU, the parents are playing again to watch their children play. The players are not paying to get in. Another thing that is that's a big difference is pricing. Pricing. Um, with a rec league, you're going to probably pay uh, about two, $200 probably for registration and uniforms. I would say the most is about $285. That's how much you pay. As for with your AAU, you're paying hundreds, sometimes, and most of the time, thousands of dollars, which is going to cover uniform socks uh book bag most times it doesn't cover all of those items and you still end up pay paying about a thousand dollars or more there are some 
um, organizations that are probably charge about $675. But in every AAU league, you're going to be charged more than likely more than $500, $600. You know? Um, and so it becomes a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's a problem because of the fact of um, what you're promised with an AAU league is uh, an AAU organization, your son being on these teams, what they are promised is that they're going to be a, a part of the team. They're going to play a big part of the team. They're going to be involved. The coaches are going to tell you that they're looking to develop your players. Now, here's where I part ways with AAU. Um, let me go with the organizations first. And then I'll go with AAU itself. With these organizations, these coaches will promise your children, they'll promise you that they're going to be involved. They're going to um, uh, uh, allow them to play. Um, they guarantee you these things until they see, you know, that your child is probably not capable of doing these things on a court. So your your child's playing time is going to diminish. And, you know, that's not so bad. Like, I'm a coach. And some a lot of the times you can't play every child every minute all of the time. You know, some situations, some children, just some players are just not ready for and you don't want to put them in certain situations in which um, it, it can kill their confidence. However, you do want to show that you can trust them. But I'll get into that in a minute. But where I part ways with these organizations is, is that um, they're taking your children for the money. Every organization has to get paid. And a lot of these coaches are getting paid. Some coaches are doing it solely from their heart. But you have more coaches who are picking up and stacking their teams. In other words, they are picking up only the best players or players who are only developed. And they'll start those kids in the starting five lineup. But those other players, those other four players, the other three players that's picked up, they're going to end up on the end of the bench. They're going to end up not having so much of a... Um, at, at, at advancement within their skill level as the season go on because they're not having a chance to to even make the mistakes and play through a mistake. And so what tends to happen is is that um, that playing time that your child thought that they were going to get, they're not getting it. Then they're also along with that playing time, they're not getting that attention. Meanwhile, you're still paying money and you're still being told that you have to, that your child has to develop and they have to continue to earn their playing time. So they went from guaranteeing your players time, your, 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 your children, their playing time, to now they have to earn their time. That becomes a problem. Then you have some coaches in which they tell you from the jump that your child has to earn their playing time. They have to earn their playing time. And if they don't earn their playing time, they're not, not going to play as much. And they're going to ask the parent, are you okay with this? Yeah, they're okay. 
And so, you know, the parent is looking at it like, okay, well, at least the coach said that he'll help them develop. So if he's not getting a lot of playing time now during practice, he'll develop. The only problem is, is during practice is what happens a lot of times is parents don't pay attention. They come in and watch these kids' games and um, and the games is all that they watch, but they don't watch the practices. I've seen it a bunch of times during practice, but um, either where I've coached or my son has been on the team and parents are on their cell phones all the whole practice. The practice can be for about two hours. Parents are on their cell phone for an hour and 58 minutes. And so you don't, if you don't pay attention to what they're doing with your child, what they're doing with this player, you're not going to understand the politics behind it. So then when game time come, you're frustrated and you want to know why isn't your child playing because they're at every practice. The coach is just going to continue to tell you that he needs more development. She needs more development. Meanwhile, in practice, they haven't been giving them any development at all. They've just been using them as pawns. They've been using them just solely to play defense. They haven't had another coach go over, pull them to the side and work on their handle, work on their shooting. I'm not going to do none of that stuff. And so the problem is, is that these organizations lie. And that's why I part ways with them. At. They lie. And they exploit. Meanwhile, they're, they're taking your money. They're raping your pockets. I hate to use it that way, but that's exactly what it is. They're taking advantage of your money that you work hard for. They're taking advantage of your children that you instill confidence in. They're taking the confidence out, which I'm going to get to next. And so with the AAU organization, they're making money off of these AAU teams that is ran or as nonprofit organizations. So they're making money off of these, the AAU organization itself, the top is making money off of your team. Your team is making money off of you, the parents, and you, the players. And so that becomes a problem. There's some advantages and disadvantages to AAU. The disadvantages to AAU is that, again, the amount of money that you spend it does not take 1,000, 1,500, or 2,000, or 2,300. It does not take that amount of money for your child to play in a in a competitional league. It does not take that much. Something is going on. Now, organizations do have to get paid. You do have to pay for the facility that's being rented out. If you don't have your own facility, you do have to pay um, for registration fees, team, team registration fees. You do have to pay for the travel. You have to pay for these things. And that's another thing I failed to mention at the beginning, the difference in between rec leagues and AAU leagues. AAU league is a traveling league. So you're going to be traveling either from state to state, city to city, from county to county. So you may do local travel. You may have local traveling. 
in which you stay within your state or you may just have traveling to where you are traveling outside of your state outside of your city now back to um the disadvantages the disadvantages with aau is that again they make their money um so the amount of money that you are spending it does not take thousands upon thousands of dollars for kids to play good competitional basketball but what happens at these aau leagues or these aau camps is that um, you have scouts that come out and because you have these scouts that come out um, players tend to want to up their play because hey this scout can be their ticket to this is the way they're seeing it it can be their ticket to the nba to get in a scholarship not every basketball player who plays in aau wants to go to the nba but in most cases it is because they just love it so you're going to have these kids playing in aau most of, most of those kids who are there they're there because they want to be there they made the team and so you have um, these scouts who come out. You don't know what they look like. But a lot of the times, these scouts come out to um, the teenager games. More so the high school get, the high school kids. They come out to watch them, scout them. You don't know who's a scout. A coach can be a scout. You don't know who's who. So the tendency is for the kids to win at all costs. So the disadvantage, again, is that the amount of money that's being taken out of your pockets, the parents, and your pockets, the players, the travel, um, you have to, you know, pay for your travel, or, or it could be included in the fees, the registration fees and team fees. It could, you know, it could be included in the fees, but you're still paying. Um. The, another disadvantage with AAU is that now that these players know that scouts are there, what tends to happen a lot of the times is that players try to outplay each other and not play within a team, not play within a team concept. Whatever team concept that that coach has um, developed within that team and has instilled in that team, you're going to have one player trying to outdo the other selfish basketball and that can ruin basketball you you know and um now you have social media things like that so people are recording their games and only putting their highlights on um um youtube or any any other social media any other instagram facebook they're only putting their highlights and their highlights are making them look like they are the man on their team they're the best female on their team they number one in the state they number one in the country you know and so um that messes the game up because it's, it's not even about team play at that point um now one two for the advantages a good advantage for aau is that you have some kids who get to travel for the first time in their lives some people don't even travel outside of their, their their state. Others don't travel outside of their their, their um their county. So where I live at in, in in Georgia, 
there's people that I've met that have not been outside of my county. You understand? Like they have not been outside of my county. That's just like if you live in the Bronx in New York City and you you are 45 years old and never been outside of the Bronx. You've never been to Harlem. You've never been to Queens. You've never been to Brooklyn. You've, you've, you've been in the Bronx for 45 years. So you have people within my county that have never been outside of the county. And so now um, uh, you have some kids who get a chance to travel, you know, and it's not always just because people just don't want to travel outside of the county. Some kids, their parents just can't afford it. Their parents just can't afford it. And then other times you have kids who grow up in these type of environments in which it's nearly impossible to get out of. It's just hard to get out of. You understand? And so I mentioned that I live, I live here in Georgia, but I'm from New York, right? And my, I'm 38 years old now. I moved out of New York when I was about 32. Prior to that, prior to that, in New York City, the Bronx, I've traveled all five boroughs, but I've never been upstate New York. I've never been to the state side of New York. By the time I've gone upstate New York, I was, I didn't have my daughter by that time going across the Tampa Sea Bridge and all of that to go to the mall, Palisades Mall and to go to Walmart, all that. I didn't have my daughter by that time. But there was nobody in my neighborhood or in the surrounding neighborhoods that was coming, uh, you know, taking, you know, kids, taking youth and introducing them to another way of life outside of New York City. We didn't, we, we just wasn't introduced to that. The schools didn't introduce us to that. There was no coaches coming around. You had tournaments held in New York City, but it was in New York, in New York City, so it was local. They do have traveling teams and all of that stuff in, in, in New York, but it wasn't, um, you know, with me growing up, I didn't know a lot about that. There wasn't a lot of people. I learned that stuff on my own when I was a man. So there are kids who this would be their first time traveling from another state to another state, from traveling from the East Coast to the South, traveling from the South to the West Coast, or from the West Coast to the Midwest. You know, so it gives children a chance to see new things. And also another advantage is you have a chance to meet your, your social, your, 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 your social life just advances. Or it should, because of the fact that now you're meeting new kids. Because on the you're, you're, on the AAU team, more 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 than likely, the team you start out with, if you guys stick together, you move up in another age. You know, after after every season, so the sixth graders, you move up to the seventh grade after the season, and you have the same team, and then you continue going up from there. You may have a new a couple of new players added to your team, but for the most part, that's what it is, right? And so how does this tie in for our black kids? It ties in for our black youth because these organizations, these colleges, 
um, AU organizations, these um, other team organization, team-based organizations, they know black kids just love playing basketball. That's just what it is. And you look in the NBA is more than 80% black, period. Larry Bird said that the NBA is a black man's league and that he's a white man. So the NBA is a black man's league. We all know that. The WNBA is a black woman's league. It's dominated by blacks. That is a fact. That's not my opinion. And so they send these scouts out to take a look at our kids when they're in the teenage era. Um, more than likely in AAU leagues or in the high school games, sometimes middle school games. And they have them checking you out from small, younger age. And then, you know, up and up until when you're about to, you know, graduate and whatnot from high school. But more than likely, they have gotten to you before that. Um, and so this gives... Um, you know, another great opportunity because now kids um, have a chance to go to co- go to um, college off of a scholarship, maybe paying their full scholarship or paying half, paying a quarter of it. But now the the idea and the dream of graduating from college is instilled into their minds, and so um, that becomes another advantage now you've had other players who have graduated from um from high school and went straight to the nba however um that's not the case now but with our black kids this gives them a chance to now leave the neighborhoods if their neighborhood is gang infested drug infested um if it's if their neighborhoods are heavily real heavy policed which is the biggest game but if they are policed heavy in that neighborhood it gives them a chance to it provides a way out it's another door for them to be able to um experience another way of life in which you know in another neighborhood playing in another state maybe they're not watched as heavy or endangered as heavy with crimes and drugs um criminal activities with um heavy policing so it gives them a way out so the travel is definitely there so the advantage the advantage to um aau is your the, the point that your kids get to travel not only that the, another advantage is that i love them i love the most about it is that you get volunteers from the neighborhood and that's how it was You see, when they had, when the whites had their AAU, their competitional leagues from city to city, you know, the blacks already had their competitional leagues as well. We were playing basketball too in the 1800s, in the early 1900s. We were playing basketball. Basketball was not invented by a white man. It was invented by black men, by black people. And so, um... We've already had our leads, but we, because things were segregated, our kids were playing against each other. And then, you know, uh, you know, afterwards there's, you know, have had, they have meals and things. And this is what comes into play. You have volunteers from the neighborhood 
you have people from the neighborhood, the adults who would get involved. So that may be the, the teachers, that may be the um, policemen, the black policemen, um, that may be um, doctors, you you know, or just ordinary parents that worked a nine to five, someone who worked in the warehouse, things like that. On the weekend, they're, they're, on the weekend, they're coaching. We got involved with each other. And that was a big part because the the uh, uh, now these children, these players, are communion with each other. They're playing basketball, and there's no hard feelings after. There's no rivals. There was no animosity. They played, and then we ate. Then we celebrated, right? And so. You had um, adults volunteering, getting involved with the children, making the community um, advance even further. But then once integration happened and we all integrated, you know, um, our AAU leagues, we integrated our AAU leagues with the white AAU league, but we didn't just come to a medium. We integrated our whole cells our beings we gave up everything and integrated into this because we thought that white's way of doing things would be better because we would have equal opportunity we wanted to be treated equal i don't know who made white people the 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 the, the standard of being equal i don't know why we make them that way the standard of being equal should be loyalty you know it should be righteousness that should be the equal be that as it may and so you have that going on man and and so um our kids are 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 being influenced by the black by the adults in the black community all right and so that's the great thing about it and so you have its advantages you have its disadvantages um, and so I would say um, that the disadvantages is what we ran towards when we integrated um, our league. And instead of just, you know, keeping our league our way, we ran into their league um um, the whites league and what wind up happening is is that now it becomes a business which is where I would say is the players being exploited yes these AAU organizations and the teams within these organizations not all teams not all teams but these teams within these organizations are exploiting our kids because they're making money off of them and our kids don't see a penny off of it. You, the parent, don't see nothing off of it. You don't get nothing back. They're making money off of your children. How? Because here's the thing. Again, I, I told you the things that you have to pay for as an organization. You got to pay for registration fees, player registration, team registration, uniforms. You have to pay for the venues that you're going to be, that the organizations are going to be using. So those, it's going to be counted in. So money has to be up and handed out. 
right? So we're not talking about $200 for AAU. You're going to be paying a little more, a lot more than that. But the problem comes in is that some of these coaches are on the payroll. The organization is not paying the coaches as much as they should be paid if they're on a payroll. And so where does all of that money go? If it only takes about four or $500 to have your short socks, the top uniform, a book bag and a face mask. And you have to pay another probably $75 for registration or $100 for registration. But you've been charged $1,000. You've been charged $2,000. Where is that money going? It don't take that much just to get your player's uniform. And if I if there's a bunch of teams that's going to be playing in, playing in the venue, um, they're making a lot of money because that's about $1,000 for each player. Now, if I have 10 kids on my, if I have eight players on my team, eight players, that's, that's, and it's a thousand dollars for each player. That's $8,000 right there for my organization. It don't take that much. It does not take that much for your kids to get involved in a competition in sports. So the kids are being exploited. You're being exploited. You have to pay to get into your games, to, to get into the games, to watch your kids play. So let's get this straight. You didn't pay registration fees. You pay for the uniforms and you're, um, you're paying to travel. So you're wasting gas. And you're also paying to get into the games. Now that a lot of the times you're only paying that one day and that one day pass will cover you for that whole day. But then you have to pay again the next day. So you've paid on Friday. But then you got to pay again on Saturday to get in to watch your kids play. And that could be about $20 per person. And they have no pity on kids. And so you, if you have some children coming with you, you $20 and your children is going to be about $18, $15. So that's you and your child you have to pay for the next, for Saturday. And then you got to pay again for Sunday. Most of the times they have weekend passes but some tournaments eliminate the weekend passes because you lose money off of it. It gives you sort of a discount when you pay about $50 for the whole weekend. But a lot of le- a lot of these um, um, uh, organizations that's hosting these tournaments and the venues that you were using, they are making their money right back and charging you and they eliminating the weekend pass. That's not in all places, but a lot of places do that. Now you have some teams in which um, they're sponsored by other companies or other players um, in the NBA or somewhere, and they're sponsored by another organization. And a lot of these fees are waived, but that's that's very minimal. That's a minority group. And I don't mean minority by being black. Black people are not minorities. We are the majority, especially in the sports world. We're majority. And so this is um, a bit of an issue. It's a big issue. Again, because (laughs) 
you're not making any money back. Your kids are being sat on a bench and you're being told as a parent that they need more development, but you're paying to get into these games to watch your child come into the game for about one possession and then they set them down for the whole game. And don't let it be a dad coach where it's a coach that has a son on the, on the team or that has a daughter on the team. Um, more than likely, they're going to play their child more than they play your child because that's their child. They want their child to get more shine than your child. They're not looking at team concept. It's about my son concept or my daughter's concept. Now, that's not all of the time, but it is more than 50% of the times. Which is why Kobe Bryant said that the AAU league is ruined because you don't even, you don't even see basketball anymore. You just see, see a bunch of mistakes being made and people applaud it. So it's an issue. It becomes an issue. So yes, you're being exploited because they're capitalizing off of it. Here's the big thing. What I noticed with my son, and he played for a couple of teams, he's played for some teams in which they had college. His coach was a, a collegiate coach. He's played college ball. Uh, he's had other coaches in which they played high, up to high school ball. He's had other coaches in which they played NBA basketball. NBA basketball. I won't say the person's name, but he's played for a coach that's, that played in the NBA and had a pretty good career. The only problem is, is that this coach did not know how to coach children. Because with children, it's about development. He's used, he was used to coaching high schoolers. And at the high school level, these kids pretty much, it's a lot that they already know. And so starting off from the fundamentals and the basics, you, 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 you should not have to do that with a high school player in AAU. And so he didn't have the patience and he lacked the patience and we lost a lot. We got blown out a lot, which wasn't a problem to me, but we just wasn't playing hard enough. He couldn't even get the kids to mesh and play hard enough. That becomes a problem because I'm paying per month. I'm paying fees per month. I'm paying to get into these games and my kid is not being coached the proper way by an NBA player. So what's on his mind? What's going on? Meanwhile, I could see my child get co be, be coached very well by a coach who just played high school ball. That's his highest level in basketball playing high school ball and make it to the championship. That's how can that happen? What happens along with this exploitation of our kids is that um, their confidence are killed, destroyed. And that becomes a problem for our kids especially for our black boys. It's a problem <clears throat> for our black boys because that's what society wants to do. They want to kill our kids' confidence while they're still kids so that they never grow up to be masculine men. I'm a strong advocate for young black men being masculine men, older black men being masculine men. I've said it over and over before, there is a lot of intelligent black men and black women. But to, to speak to black men about the black men, 
there are there are a lot of black men who don't know who they are because their confidence has been killed from teenage from middle school from elementary school age it's been killed it's been destroyed it's never been picked up and they have children and they pass it on to their children along with your confidence being killed you start developing insecurities my son played on teams in which he was the best player on the team then he's been on other teams in which he was one of the last um, players on the team sitting on a bench now for me being a father I don't mind either as long as he's developing but I noticed that he was he's not he was not developing with some of these AAU coaches because with these AAU coaches they were killing his confidence they were playing the best players the whole game the best players are tired gas need water and these coaches refuse to sub them out to play either my son or someone else's son just for a little bit they wouldn't even do that then he's been on teams in which the coaches played him the whole game and i wasn't happy with that because he's playing through he's playing with mistakes but he's not being coached through it i'm looking at the mistakes that he's making but they're not coaching him they're just allowing him to play because he's the best player in the team i don't want to see that take him out the game and have the assistant coach talk to him so that so that when he comes back into the game he's not making the same mistake over and over you understand and so when your child when your player rather that be female or male boy or girl when they're being benched all the time they don't know why and they want to understand why but that coach has not developed them in that parent that has been at the practices but he or she has not been paying attention or they just drop their kids off in front of the building and they just roll on off because there's no one paying attention to them you don't know what's going on in the practices meanwhile again they're still taking your money they're still making money off your children they're capitalizing off of your family and especially off of our black kids and they're destroying the confidence in our black children we don't need that because when you destroy the confidence in our black children whether that be girl or boy what's going to happen is they grow up with these insecurities not confident not believing that they can do anything becoming dropouts looking forward to just playing basketball rapping being on a reality show being somebody's baby mother baby father not taking care of their children being indecisive not understanding what life is about not knowing their history not studying not reading ending up in jail prison always having conflicts with their family or friends relationships very poor this is a problem we can't allow these organizations to take our children's confidence from them just because we think that that that, that might be their one way ticket to the NBA or to a scholarship I want my child, I want my son to go to, to 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 college and graduate, but I don't want him to go at the 
at the expense of just selling him. It ain't that serious. Education is serious, but we know as black people, melanated people, we don't get real educated in education in school. We get training. I'm not trying to down school, but it's just the truth. And so we can't allow these organizations that are ran by other races in which they were founded on the grounds of racism to capitalize and take our money and you're taking our children's confidence at the same time. We can't allow that. We have to stop. And we have to rival that by surrounding our young black men, black kids, with black men that are strong. So let's say if he's not a black man, okay. Surround him, surround him with men that are strong who has his best interests. I got my son surrounded by black men. He's surrounded by my brothers. He's surrounded by me. His trainer is a, is, is a black man. His coach is a black is a, a a black woman right now, currently. You understand? So I, I got my son surrounded by by black people. Not that I'm, you know, I don't want him surrounded by any other race, but it's important important for my son to to to, to look up and see black people surrounding him all the time because when he's in school, he don't see that. He's got white female teachers all of the time. And if he has a male teacher, he's white. And so I want him surrounded by um, black people in all aspects, not just sports, but in intellect, everything. You understand? I've run across a number of parents, man. Cause like I said, I coach, I also coach my son. And I coach, I've coached teams and uh, I've talked with different parents. And the one thing I always get uh, and uh, is parents saying that they've taken their children before me, they've taken their children to different coaches and the coaches just killed their children's confidence. I've heard parents admit that their kids are not the best. Their kid need more development. Their child needs more development. But that coach was never really into developing that player. So that parent was wondering why did he even select them for the team? He tried out for the team. Why did he select them for the team? You can see in tryouts that my child is not as good as the other kids. So why not just let me down easy and tell me he didn't make it? That is a problem because I've even seen that with my son. And so along with that, again, your child's confidence is at stake. That player's confidence is at stake because within the game flow, things come fast within AAU basketball. Everything is moving fast. They full court pressing you throughout the whole game because they're playing high school rules. Your child is, your, your, your player, your, your team is being full court pressed. You got to know how to break the press, how to break the defense down, be able to still get a, um, 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 some, some buckets, some good passing, some good dribbling. Don't turn the ball over as much. You got to be able to play good basketball to win in AAU basketball. If you play the, the, the right way, and there are a lot of coaches who allow their players to play the right way. They just play basketball and that's great. Then you're going to come out with good confidence, high confidence within a team. But that player who has sat on the bench, your team is always winning, but he's never playing. His confidence ain't there. He doesn't want to play basketball anymore. He may be great at it. Basketball may be the thing that keeps your child out of trouble. Maybe they don't want to be a basketball player. Maybe they want to be a business owner. But basketball at the moment is keeping them out of trouble. 
it's keeping their grades high. It's a motivation, right? And so confidence, your confidence in basketball is very important. Your confidence in life is very important. And if you kill a child's confidence, you're killing part of their spirit. Confidence is, is part of your soul. Don't allow anybody to kill your child's confidence. If your child is being benched and he's not being developed, take your child off that team. Forget about the money that you've wasted. Yes, you've wasted money. Take your child off that team and put them with another team. Most parents don't like to do that because trying to find a good AAU team is like trying to find a good school for your child. It's like trying to find a good church for your family. You're going to be searching and searching and searching. You don't want to just be bouncing your family from left to right, north to south. So you want your child to stay and grow in a program, but you don't want your child to stay and grow at this, at, to stay and not grow at the whole um, notion of you just want your, your child to stay active. He can be active somewhere else in a, in a, in a, another organization that cares. The last thing I would touch on is, is there a good program? Are there good programs out there for your children to be involved in when it comes to these competitive sports? Yes, there's good programs out there. There's good coaches out there um, that really care about children. They really care about the players' development. But you, but the thing is, a lot of those coaches, they're not collegiate coaches. They haven't played in the NBA. They're not professional, you know, players. Sometimes those coaches are right in your backyard. They're in your neighborhood. They're married to your sister. All right. They might be an in-law or something. A lot of the times they're there. You got to look in the grassroots. You got to start from the bottom. And you ask these coaches, what's, what's their intentions to develop your child? You want to know how. You want to know what they intend to do. Ask these things right after your child has made the team. Ask them. Research them. All right. Research this this team. See if they're on the internet somewhere. Look at them on YouTube. Look at their gameplay. When you look on their website, do they just show? Is it all just Showtime, 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 or do they actually show videos of them working with players, developing the players? Do you when you look on their website, do you just see highlights? When you look at their flyers, look at the events. When they have, when they're having these camps, is it just all about the flashiness, or are they flyers playing Jane? But their development in their camps is high level, high energy. What is your intentions with my son on your team? You want to know about development. That's what you want to know. If a coach says that he's going to guarantee your child playing time in an AAU league, he's lying. He or she is lying because you can't guarantee that in an AAU league. Games can be close or it can be a blowout. Maybe they don't like your child and they're just taking your money. And so you have to research, ask questions, research, go to the practices, watch the practices. If you don't want to watch and you want to be somewhere else, get in in a, a tripod, a camera, record the practice. 
and watch it when you get home. Record your child's games, every one of them. Watch it when you get home. You'll be able to match up that, that coach, his words, his or her, match their words up with their actions on that video. Video ain't gonna lie. Match it up. Does it match? If it doesn't match, take your child off the team. Take them off the team. There are plenty of teams out here, plenty of coaches, but a good coach is gonna talk to you strictly about development. He's gonna know your child's name, he or she, they're gonna know your child's name. They might develop a nickname for your child, but a good coach, a good program is gonna always make time for development. They may not always have time for specifically your child only, because it's not gonna always be about your child only. But you're gonna see development and you're gonna hear development. When you're always into development, the players are gonna play hard. The players are always gonna put up a tough fight. They may be mad that they lost. They may lose every single game. They may go to practice during the week and go to the games over the weekend and lose. They may be zero, by the end of the season, they may be zero and 54, but your child has advanced at a fast rate. That's development. That's a good program. You stick with that program. A coach that has a plan for your child and teaches your child the fundamentals in a caring way is a good coach. Allow that coach to, to, to do what is in his element coach mentor is the aau league exploiting our children yes because they're capitalizing they're making money off of our children and at the same time our children's confidence is being destroyed because they're riding the bench the advantage to aau is that your child gets a chance to travel your child has that chance to to see new things and meet new people your child has a chance to grow as a black boy as a black girl and so all in all your child can be the best player on the team but they're still developing so the exploitation exploitation is real yes because the AAU organizations are making money off of our children, um, just like how the NCAA is making money off these high off these um, college players, and they don't see nothing. They don't. They don't. No money. All right. And so, yes, it's it's exploitive. We have to accept that. You don't have to get involved with it, but that's what it is that's where it stands are there disadvantages and advantages to aau yes because with aau the disadvantages is again people are capitalizing off of you and your family off of the players um these organizations these companies they're capitalizing off of us um your children's um uh, uh, your player's confidence is being killed. Um, your player's confidence is being up uplifted 
but the rest of his team, his confidence is being destroyed because the coach is favoring one player. It's all about winning games and it's not even about development. All coaches care about is winning games. Not all coaches, but a lot of them. That's bad news for our black boys in these teams. Are our players being, um, are they, is, 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 is their confidence um, being destroyed? Yes, you're taking a piece of their confidence. And again, confidence comes from deep within your soul. Confidence can be developed if you don't have any. It can be developed, but it can be taken away just as fast as it's developed. In fact, your confidence can be taken away faster than, than what it took to develop confidence. On basketball, we say heart. Some kids on these AAU teams are they they elite. They got the skills, bro. Like they ball. So this may not apply to them because they're always going to get that time. They're always going to get that attention. They 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 the best players on the team. Or maybe if it's a team and everybody is good and the whole team is winning, this may not apply to that type of team. But that's a minority group. That's a small group. The majority of AAU is not like that. More than 45% of AAU players' confidence are being destroyed. And it starts at elementary level. Coaches are cursing the players out, throwing things, scaring the kids, striking the wrong type of fear. Not a respect fear, but the fear in me not performing, I might get embarrassed. I might get screamed on. If I miss a shot, I might get sat. I might... I might come out the game for that, just for missing one shot. Coach is going to always see everything that I do wrong with the best player on the team. It's going to see everything that he or she is doing right. So your confidence is being destroyed. We, I said earlier, we cannot allow any organization, any group to take our children's confidence away because you're taking away the, a piece of their soul, a piece of their heart. I don't mean your heart that pumps. I mean like your heart, your soul. You're taking it away. And you're putting mental blockades up in their mind. Which can affect them in their everyday life. Their everyday um, um, uh, relationship with other people. Are there good programs out there? Yes. You have to research them. Research these good programs. Research these organizations. Allow your child to try out for them. Then talk with the coach afterwards. If that coach doesn't have any time for you to speak with you, or if that coach is, ab is above reproach, no, nah, that ain't the right program. Because you need to, you, you have questions and you want to know answers to all of these questions that you have for your child. Because you're about to pay money, you're about to sacrifice time. You're putting your son or daughter in the hands and in the care of another adult. Does that adult have your child's best interests at heart? Is winning more important or is development more important? Research their websites. Look at their, uh, go to their practices, absorb them, observe them and absorb all of the information that you see. Record it, bring it home, watch it, study it. If you have any ball players in your family, and maybe they may not live with you, 
ask them questions about what do they think about what this coach was saying or what this coach was doing. Ask. All right. So that's what it is, y'all. Thank you so much for 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 catching in and listening, man. I appreciate you. Um, I'm dolo today. I don't got my crew with me today, but we're gonna get back up on it, man. You know, I know my crew. We got a lot to say. Those brothers and those sisters have a lot to say. We got some really good conversations going to be coming up that I think will benefit you. You understand? But 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 remember this: your child is your most precious, prized possession. Do not put them into a program that will exploit them just for the money, just to win, and for a good reputation. Put them into a program that would develop them. Allow them to play school ball. That's where it's at. You still playing for someone? But I know for a fact that AAU are making dollars millions of dollars i will say this lastly and i will let you go my child has won championship games in aau he's lost championship games in aau the games in which he's won championships only the coach got the trophy the coach got the trophy my son didn't get a trophy not even a ribbon so what's going on how is aau making millions upon millions of dollars for from our children playing these organizations are making thousands of dollars from our children playing and you can't provide a trophy when they win a championship what's going on with that do they provide trophies for you guys when your children win in these AAU games I've been to a lot of them and I still don't see trophies for all of the kids for all of the players who have won the championship. That's a problem. So where's that money going? How is it that I have to pay thousands of dollars for my child to be in this program and play, but you can't provide him a trophy, any other players a trophy when they win? And when they do win, why do only the coach get a trophy? Why is that? Who's behind all of that? If I paid $1,500 for my son to be on the team, and if I'm paying $30 to get into the game, and he wins the championship, his team wins, there's only eight players on the team. Where's the eight trophies? Why are we only provided with one? Where's that money going? It don't take that much to get trophies. At least not just for the winning teams. Where's the money going? Kids love trophies because it reminds them of their accomplishments and they will strive for it. Everybody can't be a winner. Some people got to lose. But one thing I do know is you bring out that trophy and those kids see it. Now they want to play and you're going to get the best out of them. So where is it going? That's my time, y'all. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys. Much love. No compromise.